Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Monday, Edwin. Happy Monday, Andrew. I'm looking at this calendar, December 4, 2023. How did that happen? I mean, we say that every time we mention the dates, but it's just like every time. How did that happen? I mean, I do recall Friday was the first, so... And and I think we asked that question then, too. Our math checks out, but (laughs) wow, this year's flown by. We're almost at 2024. And we're booking through the Gospel of John also as we've kicked off this season back in September. John 13 for this week. Yeah, yeah. So good, more than halfway through. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's just jump in, and we're going to read the whole chapter. So let's get started. John 13, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, "'Lord, do you wash my feet?' Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I'm telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered him. Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now, no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. 
When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. What a night. What a night. John oh, gives what a night. incredible detail uh, to this final Passover uh, and the discussion and the teaching that Jesus gave to his disciples uh, around that meal. And of course, actions are about to uh, really speed up as far as the betrayal and, and all such as that. You know, as, as you were reading, it occurred to me the things that John chooses to highlight and the things that he did not. One of the things that's missing from the Gospel of John is the three temptations of the devil to Jesus. Of course, those are all told in the synoptics, which is not to say that the devil's not in John, uh, because we, we do read about him and a lot of teaching about him, but he's very, he's very active here, or he's mentioned here a lot in this 13th chapter, and we see that uh, he has been working against Jesus uh, in this ministry. Well, yeah, so we've got Judas here who is about to betray Jesus, and twice this betrayal is connected to the influence and work of Satan. Yeah. The yeah. devil. Mm-hmm. So the devil is working, you you recall, in the synoptics when we're done with the temptations, with, with the particular ones in the wilderness right. early in Jesus' ministry. Well, really before his ministry got started, right as it was kicking off, that it says at the end of them, I think in Luke's account, that he left <clears throat> to come back at a more opportune time. Right, right. When, when, and, and uh, one of the things I've actually been noticing of late, uh, reading the Gospels over this last year or so, is actually seeing things that parallel those temptations in the ministry of Jesus. So, for instance, just recently it occurred to me that, well, here while we've been reading through John, yeah, when all of the crowds come back after he fed them, right. and they come back the next day saying, "Feed us! If you'll mm-hmm. feed us, we'll mm-hmm. follow you." It it had, I had never thought before, but just the recognition of how similar that is to the temptations. If you are the son of God, yeah. pro- prove that you're the son of God. Yeah, and the crowds come to them saying, "If you really are who you say you are, prove it to us." Right? How are you going to prove it to us by making food? What was it that the devil said? Turn this stone into bread. Uh-huh. You can understand how that would be really tempting as a person who's trying to drum up followers who want people to listen to him. Oh, yes. You know what? I I actually am able to do this. I'm able to do this, and you guys are saying you'll follow me if I do this. It it occurred to me that's. That's actually the devil tempting Jesus again to get mm. get involved in that temptation to be relevant and that temptation to do something spectacular yes. and that temptation to just get followers in whatever way yeah. as opposed to sticking with God's plan. So the devil is active. He is tempting Jesus all the way along. And here we find the devil active. It's like, look, okay, if I can't tempt you and get you to fall, I'll tempt one of your people and get them 
well, to have you killed. So Judas is someone that John is going to give us some insight about that we don't necessarily get in the synoptics, particularly talking about the idea that he was in charge of the treasury, that he was stealing from it, right. that he was putting on a show about uh, you know kind of a false piety, uh, giving Mary a hard time about spending all that money on that costly perfume. And, mm-hmm. well, we should have sold that and given that money to the poor. But John lets us know, not really. They would have sold that, had the money, and he would have skimmed off the top. He just skimmed off the top. Yeah. And so we, we've got this uh, flawed character. He goes and he makes his deal with the Pharisees, um, which no one knows about, except for we're being told here, well, actually, Jesus knew all about that. Jesus knew the whole thing. He knew it from beginning to end. He knew it was going to happen before it happened. That doesn't change the fact that Judas did this of his own free will. Sure. I think we need to recognize that. If I can just go ahead and drop this one of my little pet peeves in here, God knowing it before it happens didn't make it happen. Correct. <laughs> didn't remove free will. I, yeah. I understand folks have trouble with that. But if you want to believe in free will, you, you've got to admit, okay, knowing it ahead of time does not change that Judas freely chose that freely chose of that. his own free will. Well, hey, maybe we got to talk about that for just a minute. Because <laughs> yeah, there's another side of that in well, this passage, I mean, isn't there? Well, I mean, we were reading it. We were talking about it a little bit. So the devil does come up here in John 13. And in both places, it is in connection with Judas. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, to what degree is the devil working tonight or Judas working in this night, in this moment of betrayal? Okay. Here's my take on this. I noticed two statements are made at different times. They're worded a little bit differently, but we have at the very beginning of the evening, as, as Jesus is planning what he's going to do, it says in John 13, 2, during supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Mm-hmm. So the devil has already influenced Judas. It's been put it's, in his heart. It's in his right? heart. He's mm-hmm. He's got a determination on this. But as they go through the night, Jesus washes their feet, and then he does some teaching. And then because of the distress he's facing, he says, it says in verse 21, troubled in spirit, truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And so now they're asking who is it going to be. And this is one of those odd places because it just sure sounds to me like Jesus says, I'll tell you, I'm about to dip this piece of bread in the juices and I'm going to hand it to the guy. Mm -hmm. And he does it and he hands it to the guy and they still don't understand what he's saying. Which, Which, by the way, let's just talking about getting some insight into Judas. We look back at Judas. We see him as almost evil from beginning to end. He's just the bad guy. He's the betrayer. He was always going to be the betrayer. And yet... As far as he appeared to the apostles, Mm -hmm. he was such a good fellow that when Jesus tells them, I'm going to show you by dipping this bread and then handing it to the guy, he dips the bread, he hands it to the guy. They're still like, I don't get it. What what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Obviously something is happening here other than he's telling us who's going to betray him. I, I think that's just something to notice about Judas. But after dipping that morsel of bread and handing it to him, it says Satan entered him. That's mm-hmm. verse 27. Yeah, verse 27. So we're we're told at the beginning of the night Satan's already put it in his heart and now we're told Satan enters him. What on earth does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean that just all of a sudden he got possessed by the devil and now he's going to go do something because at the beginning of the night he was already planning to do it because right. he'd been influenced by the devil. Right. So I think what I'm seeing here is we are having some metaphorical language expressing who is behind this. Yeah. It's very much uh, here. Here's here's what's influenced me on thinking about this. You can push back if you think I'm wrong. But I remember when Jesus 
talks to Peter after the good confession. Yeah. And Jesus starts talking about the coming crucifixion, and Peter pulls him aside and says, not you. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. He's not saying Peter is Satan. Right. And he's not even saying that Satan possessed Peter and made him say something against his will. He's just saying that Peter, because of misunderstanding, the words that he is saying sure. ultimately come from the devil, not yeah. from God. What he had said earlier ultimately came from God, not the devil. When he had said, you're the Christ, yeah. the son of the living God, that had come from the Father. But these words have come from the devil. And I think what this story is telling us about Judas is that ultimately he's serving the devil in this. Yeah, and that dovetails with what the Lord had taught about the devil earlier, as recorded in the Gospel of John. In John 8 and verse 44, he's speaking there against the Pharisees and religious leaders, but he says, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. In this way, we see Judas working this will of his father, the devil. Yeah. The murder here is actually about the murder of Jesus Christ. And so Judas is working in that way and in that vein. But like you said, I don't believe he was any more possessed than all of this, uh, you know, sect of the Pharisees that Jesus is addressing. But when you are doing the will of the devil, you are of the devil. Um, The devil has entered you in that respect. We are influenced by the devil. When we are following him and speaking his words, we are his minions, we are his tools, but those are our choices, and that's what's happening. Judas doesn't get to say, oh, the devil made me do it, Uh, and when it was all done, Judas didn't think he could say, the devil made me do it. No, no, he took took a responsibility, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Did it in the wrong direction. He did it the wrong way. That's exactly what he did, and I I guess I just want to say for me, for you, and for everybody who's listening... I've got to be accountable for my own sins. I don't get to justify it saying it's the devil's fault. The devil didn't make me do it. I listened, and I shouldn't have. I need to listen to God. And so that's why we keep reading Scripture. And I know we got a lot to talk about from this chapter this week, but we're out of time now, so why don't you lead us in prayer? Our great God and Father, as we read this Scripture today, we praise you for it. We, Father, would pray that we would take a lesson to heart to be mindful that we have a real enemy that there is a personal devil, and he is working to influence at cross-purposes from your goodwill. But, Father, we know that your will triumphs over all and triumphs in the end. We pray, Father, that we be mindful of the choices that we have. And we pray, Father, as the Lord taught us, lead us not into temptation, but guard us, keep us from the evil one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.